I'm Jenny Thomas. And I'm her friend, Ellie David. We decided to create a podcast that embodies what you would talk about with your closest friends. So sit back and relax and put your headphones in. Because you're listening to the Honestly Unfiltered podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Honestly Unfiltered podcast. Today, Ellie and I are here to discuss the Prince Harry interviews. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Ellie, how are you? We're going to rip the Band-Aid off and get right into this. That's it. I'm I'm just dandy, but I am. Uh, I woke up this morning thinking about everything I wanted to say. And we hadn't even finished all the interviews yet because mm-hmm. the GMA one, you know, interview with Michael Strahan came out this morning. And there's another one on tonight. The full Michael Strahan is on at 8.30. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I almost forgot about that. Okay. I figure he's probably going to say more of the same on, on all of them, you know? I was wondering how he was going to, how the, the interviewers, you know, we had Anderson Cooper, Michael Strahan, and then I keep forgetting the British guy's name. Crap. I'll have to look it up. But he has been with Harry <clears throat> friendly somebody that harry trusts in the british media for i think they said over 20 years so that's why he chose him now he did fly to california to do that interview but we weren't like we were scrambling you and i yesterday Mm -hmm. to try to see you know how can we watch this and it was like impossible we couldn't figure it out um of course plenty of it's come out today but i would like to watch the full interview but i felt like all three journalists really did a very good job about getting different questions out there Mm -hmm. and um, cause I thought I'm just going to sit through the same thing over and over again. And I really didn't feel that way. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a couple of things that were a little redundant, kind of hard to avoid, mm-hmm. you know, but I, th- I thought they did a really good job. Tom Bradby is the name of the guy from the ITV interview. Okay. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I, I thought his name was Tom Brady the other day. I was like, Oh, that's, you know, interesting. And and they messed it up in a couple. Yes, that's why. Yeah, they did call yeah. him Tom Brady, right? Yes. Okay. I saw it a couple times, and I did like a double take, and I'm yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, why do we? Why don't we start with the biggest takeaway? So okay. I want to hear yours before I give you mine. Your biggest takeaway, kind of, uh, I guess, aha, like moment or thoughts or whatever. Okay, there's two of them. Well, the one, the biggest takeaway, what I feel was probably the biggest is that he and William really didn't get along their whole lives and really weren't friends. Mm-hmm. That's really the big, I mean, the I guess to the outside world, there was always a united front and they were always together at these events and they were labeled the Fab Four. But yeah, they, they William was an ass to him. I mean, and Eaton wasn't allowed to talk to him. It's Yeah. And that was after this Diana died. It's funny that you should say that because that was my, it was my big takeaway was that, was that this is why he's doing all of this. Mm-hmm. His need to obviously protect his wife mm-hmm. and clear his name. The narrative has been set by the British media yeah. all those years ago mm-hmm. that these two brothers were just these, you know, rough and tumble, you know, loyal brothers had this, fan, you know, fantastic relationship. And they were, they constantly set up these, you know, illusions 
only to be able to break them down later. They did it with the Fab Four, too, where when Megan got involved, you know, Harry and Megan got involved, all of a sudden it was, you know, William and Kate and Harry and Megan are the Fab Four. They were never the Fab Four. No. They weren't getting along with each other. Mm-hmm. But that was a great narrative for them to set so that then they could later tear it all apart. But, you know, Harry had to show without a shadow of a doubt that him and his brother and his relationship was never good. Mm-hmm. Meaning it was not Megan no. that came in and caused all the friction and the the problems right. at all. It was already there. In my opinion, William's need to try to control Harry and control his own narrative, you know, and how whatever Harry's doing might affect him. And Harry finally going, no, I'm going to do what the hell I want because this is what makes me happy and you have no say in it. And boom, there you go. Right fireworks yeah exactly it's funny you should say that about william basically bullied him the fit prince william threw about his beard about Mm -hmm. prince harry's beard i that shocked me that because i i know it's a rule that i guess british the men you can't have a beard wear a beard in uniform but his grandmother, the queen, said it was okay. And Prince William fought with him for a week and wanted him to shave it off, knowing that he felt that was his protection, that was his new Harry, that was his, mm-hmm. his. you know, beards are like that for a lot of men. Yeah. My son is one of them. My son is absolutely one of them. That's why he has not shaved his beard. He trims it, but he feels like some kind of way with it that makes him more confident. I I was shocked by it too. It showed the the level of control that he that William I think was trying to have you know over Harry and I think he got he had gotten away with it quite often. Mm-hmm. Because I think I don't know, Harry just strikes me as somebody that even on his worst day, he was probably pretty laid back, just has that personality and you know, doesn't sweat the small stuff. I know he's of course dealt with mental, you know, health issues and anxiety and PTSD and all kinds of stuff. But I mean, as far as like his core personality and he was probably easily just kind of moved around and manipulated because he didn't really care. Yeah. And it just sounds like it got to a point where, you know, he was like, look, I'm an adult. Like I'm not taking your shit anymore. Right. And he did, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. He went to the queen. Mm-hmm. William, you were not the, the king yet. Not even close, as no. far as I'm concerned. Uh-uh, he no. was still alive. Your father's still alive. You got a minute. He's probably got about 20 years if his father holds out like his parents. But when this was happening, he was even further away from Right. Him. So it was just very interesting <laughs> to hear that that was an issue. Like, mm-hmm. why would you do that to your brother? Why would you even cause that stress? It sounds like he's extremely resentful that that he has not had the same luxuries of making his own decisions. And he, his brother is his puppet and his, was his lackey, you know? Yeah. You know, like Harry pointed out in one of the interviews, and this is where I'm going to screw up because it's kind of hard to, (laughs) I wasn't very good when I was making notes of, okay, Strahan interview, freaking, you know, (laughs) Anderson Cooper interview, but in one of the interviews, I believe it was the Strahan interview, but I could be wrong. Um, he was referencing, they asked for an example mm-hmm. of how the British media, like, you know, influence, 
you know, these narratives and stuff. One of the examples he gave is like when they were teenagers, William and Harry, they would spin all this news out and we all heard it. Harry's the party boy. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, drinking and using drugs and blah, blah, blah. William was doing it all with him. Yes, he was. Yes, he but was. They made Harry the fall boy. Mm-hmm. The, you know, because it was always, we have to protect the heir. We have to protect, you know, William, who's going to be on the throne one day. And that was just one example. There's, I'm sure, so many, but it just blows my mind. Well, you know, and, like people don't get it. And, you know, a lot of royal bi- biographers have written that when Prince William and Catherine graduated from college, he broke up with her. He broke up with her because he wanted to sow his oats and he didn't want a long distance relationship. Basically, he wanted to bang everybody while he was in the Royal Air Force. Then when it was time for him to get married, basically, the queen put the screws to him like she did Charles and said, you're going to get married. Pick someone. And yeah. he went he went back to Catherine because she was waiting there with bated breath. Of course, she was going to you know say yes. Yeah. She's not her own woman. Speaking of Catherine, this was not in any of the interviews, but I heard it from a couple of different sources. This weekend, the story came out over the bridesmaids' dresses when they leaked the narrative that Megan made Catherine cry. Mm -hmm. And the full story is that Megan bought the bridesmaids' dresses, custom Givenchy dresses for her, you know, for herself and for all of the little girl bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. paid to have the designers from Javanger come to the palace to fit them and alter them. Catherine sent Megan a text and said, these dresses are horrible. They are too big. They need to be remade. And I checked with Alexander McQueen and he said so too. And these dresses were, the measurements were taken right yes. in front of Kate. Mm-hmm. The measurements yeah. were taken. So they were made by measurement. They weren't even altered yet. They hadn't even had a chance for someone to come and fix them and alter them. And yeah. I guess she spoke to her so terribly when Harry got home, he found her in a in a ball crying because she was just so felt so bad that she upset Catherine. And this was four days. Four days before, before the, the wedding. wedding. Four days before the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's real fucking nice to do and your future that- sister in law. Yeah, I believe they have like the actual receipts for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is yeah. The, is the whole thing, and you know, so there's proof that the narrative the press put out, which we believe was leaked by you know somebody you know in the royal family, apparently Camilla, apparently Camilla could have been Camilla because I think I think William's done it. I think Kate's done mm-hmm. it. I think Camilla's done it. I think they're all guilty. Honestly, I mean, I I hope Charles hasn't. But it's possible, you know, it's possible. I mean, Camilla, he said Camilla had to rehabilitate her image. So she made a deal with the British press. Make me look good and I'll serve you up my my uh, stepson. Yeah. How horrible is that? And if everybody knows it for your father to marry that woman, to treat your child like that, like seriously. Are we surprised? No, no. Uh, I mean, look, she's a homewrecker. She's a homewrecker to begin with. I mean, now, so she fucked over Diana and she fucked over his kid. I seriously hope that Princess Diana is haunting that bitch in her sleep. It's no wonder she won't (laughs) sleep at the palace. (laughs) She deserves it. She deserves it. She deserves everything she's got coming. She deserves everything she's got coming to her, which is 
really, you know, she does not deserve to be queen consort. And no. I just, whatever press, Brad press comes her way, she deserves every bit of it. And what I just heard, and it's one of the the history people that I really enjoy um, on TikTok. And she's literally, all she really talks about is actual history. And she gives you like fun facts about history and stuff like that. Um, I'll have to look again to see her name. She all of a sudden got on the Harry and Meghan bandwagon, mm-hmm. which, you know, is fine. Like whatever, everybody's doing it. We're doing it. That's, you know, we're not on the bandwagon though, people. We've been here mm-hmm. for years, mm-hmm. okay? And I didn't really care for her opinion so much on, you know, the whole, why is Harry talking and blah, 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 blah. She kind of went to the other side of, you know, where my opinion is, but she did share something that she said was told to her that there's proof of this. That the whole reason that Queen Elizabeth said yes to her giving, you know, she gave permission for Camilla to to become queen consort was because Elizabeth wanted to use money from Charles's inheritance to pay off the, the lawsuit damages for Andrew. Oh. And he said, okay, I'll do it if you you allow this so andrew needed his brother's money mm-hmm. and we all know the queen had a soft spot for andrew mm-hmm. so yeah again this is new information that i got but i was like get out of here i i definitely need to verify and like look more into it but it makes sense you know because it was all of a sudden i mean yeah there had been like hard yes lines drawn <laughs> like that's oh, yeah. not happening and I feel like it is a betrayal. I think that's one more betrayal I'm sure Harry felt, you know, but even with all the shit that Camilla has delivered to these boys' lives, in my opinion, and the suffering of their mother and everything, the way I heard him talk about her, even though he was calling her out, he was compassionate. I mean, he was saying Mm -hmm. things like he has empathy for her, you know, and, and what she went through you know, with the, the institution, with the royal, with the media, the British media, you know. So at the end of the day, he's able to be empathetic, even though he's trying to hold people accountable, you know. So that impresses me about him. It does. And you know what? Speak, speaking of history, what I found to be the most intriguing thing, kind of honorable in a way, because he, Prince Harry said that when, when he was asked, by both Anderson Cooper and Michael Strahan, why he was telling his story. He said, because I want it to be historically correct. When generations look back at the history, I want it to be accurate, not rumors of what it was and what it wasn't. It needs to be historically accurate. And that is a man from the royal family appreciating that the heritage and the stories have to be passed should be passed down accurately like Mm -hmm. he's more of a royal than they want to give him credit for well the reality though is when you talk about royal accuracy historical accuracy i'm sorry they haven't been that concerned with that i think elizabeth was but you know it's it's more you know smoke and mirrors and fluff Mm -hmm. you know and that's how they want to keep it but they've been doing that for generations i mean even elizabeth you know this is the problem that a lot of people have with the royal institution Mm -hmm. you know is that there is 
very big time problems with racism, with misogyny, with, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of, you know, issues that, and things that they've perpetuated the cycle of. And they just keep kind of shoving it under the rug and, okay, don't look over there. Look at this shiny thing, you know? And I think Harry is the very, not think, I I'm, I don't think he's the first to ever try to blow that image up. Because I mean, Margaret, you know, Elizabeth's sister definitely, you know, threw some things out there for everybody <laughs> as much as she could. But he is definitely the, and Diana, obviously, but he is definitely the first one that I feel like does not give a shit. No. And is like, yes, I love my family, but I am an adult and I love my family, my wife and my children more mm-hmm. than this institution. And he's the first one to just say, forget it. And yes, he has to make money. He is the prince. No matter what he says or does, nothing will ever change that. They could strip him of every title. To the whole world, he is Prince Harry. And that ent- entails danger for him. He has to be able to protect himself, his family. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a sitting duck in a lot of respects, you know. And why why shouldn't he be able to have a luxurious, lavish lifestyle? Right. Why not? Yeah. The rest of them, in my opinion, have done nothing to deserve what they have either. Right. They they were born into this. Mm-hmm. That's it, you know. So, what makes them so much more? You know what I mean? It's like what frosts my ass is that the British press is complaining that I don't know how many times I've heard them say, "Well, he's sitting on a hundred million dollars. He's sitting on. He made. I'm sure he made a hundred million dollars. Why did why get paid to tell his story? Well, first of all, why not? If you're going to tell it, you might as well get paid. And number two, they want to complain about Harry making a hundred million dollars on all of these things to set up his life in the United States while the royal family spends money lavishly. Charles has someone that puts his toothpaste on his toothbrush every morning. How fucking extravagant and pri- privileged is that? I mean, with seriously. Taxpayer money. Yeah, with None taxpayer money. Yes, no exactly. What kills me too is and I, I think I said this to you, it, and I, I really, really frost my ass when it's the <laughs> American media, because that I don't understand at all. At least with the British media, it's like, okay, these people have mm-hmm. been, you know, fed this their entire lives. You know, they're the royals. They were chosen by God. This is how we honor our country, blah, 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 blah. American media, I don't know. But <laughs> no one bitches about celebrities doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And essentially, yes. they are celebrities. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I know they're royalty, but they are celebrities. Yes. Celebrity figures. But when a celebrity writes a tell-all book, mm-hmm. I've never in my life heard people lose their shit. Yeah. And some of these celebrities even have other family members in the public eye. Mm-hmm. There's president's children that have written tell-alls. There's, yes. you name it, people have written it and no one gives a shit. So why are we protecting? the royal family so fiercely we already know, I mean, we already know they're dysfunctional this just confirms it yeah i think it's just if you have made up your mind that megan is the villain mm-hmm. it's just angering you more and more for there to be proof that you're wrong and i'm sorry you're looking more and more like a racist than you did before in my opinion yeah 
that's my opinion. I mean, I, you know, it, there's just too much out there now for you to still have the opinions that you have. You're just choosing to, and you, you know, that's it. Yeah. That's it. I was, sh- go ahead. Go ahead. No, go no, ahead. No, no. no, finish your thought. Well, I just bring up the racism thing. I really liked that when, remind me of the British reporter's name again. Tom, Tom Brady. We'll just call him Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady. <laughs> but when he said, um, essentially something along the lines that Megan called the people have been critical of Megan calling the Royal family a racist racists. And Harry said, no, she didn't. Mm-hmm. And I've heard this over and over again. And she didn't No, she, she never did. The press did. That's right. She in the Oprah interview revealed that there were questions and she wouldn't even name who did it. Cause mm-hmm. that's how classy she is. Mm-hmm. And he confirmed it. Harry did about what the skin color of their child would be, how dark their child might be. And even Harry said, from his own point of view, as being someone that has grown up in that environment, they didn't even look at it as racist. They looked at it as like racially biased, mm-hmm. which is a different thing. Right. And he, she, again, never actually called them racist ever. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, I liked how he talked about the unconscious bias that he had prior to her. And he said when he included himself in the narrative and said, I was probably racist before her as well. And, and you know, Anderson Cooper said, you were racist? And he said, well, no. I wouldn't say I'm racist, but it's an unconscious bias. You don't, he said, I, I see it more now. He said, I understand it now when I, the way I see it, because I see it through their eyes, through his wife's eyes. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that does bring up a lot of a, a good point i mean we don't have time to get into it today but yeah it's it is something that you don't understand unless someone you love has to deal with that yeah it's hard to have empathy and that's the thing about racial bias is that we all have it Mm, oh yeah and and the only people that scream the loudest and rail the loudest against it i'm sorry are you're stepping over into racism Mm -hmm. that's when you you are not willing to even acknowledge that you could have any prejudice in your life. Right. That's ridiculous. We all have it. And it's not just a black, white thing. No, you know, it's, there's all kinds of, there's handicap bias. There's, there's, you know, people that are overweight. Mm-hmm. There are people that have bias against them. I mean, there's uh, the list goes on and oh, on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But um, it again was more of him showing how the media spins it to make her look, you know, a certain way to make Megan seem like she's attacking. No, she's defending herself. There's a difference. You know, when people attack you, you are allowed to defend yourself unless you're in the Royal family, apparently, but yeah, you know, then you gotta just feed the narrative. It's like you're a character in their show and you have to play the role that they want you to play without in the press. And Harry and, and Harry was the first one to say, no, I don't have to. Mm-hmm. I, you know, a lot of people have said to him this week and, and, and they've, he's answered the question. Al Roker surprised me this morning. I was watching the Today Show after in the third hour after the Strand interview. Mm-hmm. I really do like Al Roker and, and I'm shocked. He said that he he did not feel that Harry should should tell this write the book and tell his story that he should have waited for resolution now 
I know Al Roker has been sick and in the hospital and having some issues, mm-hmm. but he can't be that out of touch with reality where he does not see what's going on. And there will never be re- resolution with this. And, and again, why are we defending the Royal family so fiercely? Right. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't get it. You, you know, I can understand a lot of, you know, he, he didn't like the way they treated his wife and I understand that. He watched them do it to his mother, and he wasn't going to lose another woman in his life. He wasn't going to have his children go through what he went through, losing a mother because of the press and this and that. Why shouldn't he be allowed to tell his story? You know, I everybody has a truth. Because that narrative doesn't fit you and your mold or your family's mold, doesn't mean it didn't happen, doesn't mean it's not true, doesn't mean we're not allowed to talk about it. Harry's not allowed to talk about it. If you're uncomfortable with it, you don't listen to it. You don't watch the interview. You don't read the book. You know, it's it's it's, it's like Harry said, when, when you silence, when the abuser silences you, the abuser is still abusing. Mm-hmm. So the truth shall shit you free. Yeah. Listen. You and I both know you make a good point. We we both have experienced that before. And I think we've said it before. You have a right to tell your side of the story. Yours now, people are criticizing him over certain things. You yeah, know, there's a couple of things, and we'll get to that that I didn't care yeah. for that he put. Which I didn't really want to touch on until I read the book because yeah. some of that is still kind of just leaks and things, you know. Um, so I want to make sure the context. Con- what is the context because yeah. we're getting little snippets that yeah isolated by itself it sounds like why the fuck would you tell that but i have a feeling when we actually read the book we're gonna get a little bit different perspective but i could be wrong but you know i just i feel for somebody that has just been drugged through the mud and you know wants a chance to you know clear their name and mm-hmm. Again, I feel like bigger than anything, bigger than even protecting his wife, he wanted to make sure that the world knew, oh, no, no, my brother and I have had a shitty relationship for years and we've struggled. And yes, I love him. And I know he loves me like so many of us can relate. Yeah. Just because you're calling it out doesn't mean you don't love someone. Right. You know, you can love people that are extremely abusive to you, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that it's okay or that it's a healthy relationship, yeah. you know, and it was important that people understand that, that it wasn't Megan coming in and wrecking this beautiful love story of brotherhood. You know, it's like, no, quite the opposite. You know, yeah. I think Harry finally found an ally. He did. You know, he found somebody. Listen. This was no easy undertaking and there was no guarantee at the end of the road how this was going to end. Harry found someone strong enough to take it on with him is what he found. Exactly. The other, exactly. you know, anybody else that he dated in the past, he, they probably knew and they probably bounced because they weren't going to deal with it. Yeah. They weren't strong enough to take it on. And and you're absolutely right. And they've talked about a couple relationships that ended because of that. Mm-hmm. And you know, not only was she willing to take on the institution, but then she was willing to defect with him mm-hmm. if that's what it took with no idea of where they were going to go, mm-hmm. if they would be safe, how they would make money, you know, none of it. I mean, she was an actress, but with all this heat on you, mm-hmm. 
one's going to touch her with a 10 foot pole. So she basically sacrificed her career. The Royal, at least for now, I mean, maybe down the line, but the Royal family's reach stretches so far out of the UK. It's not even funny. Megan will never work as an actress again. And they're lucky. Harry and Megan are lucky that they found outlets to tell their story, that people love them because the royal family, they have their hands in everything. And, you know, studio heads, you know, they, it goes beyond, it goes so far. I mean, come on, the back workings of politics and all that. Yeah. Listen, the, the, the royal family ain't met Tyler Perry. <laughs> And let me tell you something, (laughs) if somebody can take on the royal family, it's time. I mean, as far as we, you know, I mean, and I do, I think they made the right connections. Mm -hmm. Oprah, Tyler Perry. She didn't even know Tyler Perry. He called her. He reached out to her. Yeah, because he saw what he thought was an abusive relationship. Yeah. And it triggered him from Mm -hmm. his trauma from childhood. And she didn't even respond to him right away. Yeah. Months and months and months, over a year, I think, went by before she ever even reached out to him. Yeah. So it's, you know, I, I just, again, for the people that have chosen to hate her and 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 essentially really turn on Harry at this point, I don't think anything that he's doing is going to change that. Maybe mm-hmm. for some people, but not for that many, you no. know, but I applaud him for putting it out there you know, and defending himself and defending his wife mm-hmm. and defending his mother too. Well, and that's just it. I mean, we haven't even touched on the trauma that he felt from her death. The fact that for years, for 10 years after 10, 11 years after she died, or it was 10 years cause he was 21 or 23 when he saw everything. I am not sure, but for 10 years after she died, he thought maybe she was still alive and just faked her death and was going to call for him one day and would, yeah, would wake up in the morning and say, maybe today's the day. Yeah. That, that really blew my mind. And he said that William thought the same thing, Mm -hmm. but they both thought it, you know, it is a rumor. I mean, it could be plausible because she was so miserable, but I would have thought if that's what something she would have done, she would have told her boys. No, I think, I think if she, if that was actually something that she would have done, she probably would have done it like that, like just completely gone. You know, it would be too risky. They were young, you know. Yeah. But you know, look, it, it's the reality is that's not what happened, Mm-mm. and the only thing that, and I think you know, I, tell me if you agree with this, but I feel like he's still, even though he knows she's dead. He, I don't think he is a hundred percent sure that it was an accident. No, he's not. And I will tell you that this weekend I watched the Diana investigations on Discovery Plus. This Discovery Plus, you've got me sucked into. There are a lot of irregularities. Mm-hmm. The French police, all the reports, they insist that Henri Paul was going one hundred and twenty-one miles an hour. Harry says in the book, and he says in the interviews. I wanted to drive through the tunnel at the speed my mother was traveling, 65 miles an hour. He, so that's something that was, I've not heard anywhere can be confirmed that 
it really was only 65 miles an hour. I think that he probably doesn't want to open Pandora's box because he knows he may not be able to come back from that. What would what would he do? How would he react? How would that hurt him? How would it hurt William, mm-hmm. you know, if they found out that it was Charles? I personally think it was Philip, but hey. Yeah, I I believe that. I, and I want to say that Anderson Cooper asked him this mm-hmm. question and he that's kind of his response was like, I don't see what to gain from it. Right. I don't see how it would be helpful at this point. And if it was Philip, he's dead and gone. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't I, I definitely get down with that theory over Charles. Mm-hmm. You know, I really do. Um, but. Or just the institution. Who knows? Some Somebody that took it upon themselves or a group of somebodies that, you know, because listen, the royals, yes, they are ultimately, you know, persona non grata. Okay. But there's people in the institution that have a lot at stake. They have a lot of power. Yeah. They have a lot of influence. They live lavish lives as, as well. And holding on to their positions is very important to them. So is it beyond the scope that some couple guys or whoever could come up with a plot that, you know, no, it's not beyond the scope in my, you know, opinion, but I agree. I don't see what there is to gain from it other than just re-traumatizing the family Mm -hmm. and the world, really. What they said in the I haven't finished the series. They claim there's a white fiat, possibly. Some, a, a wit, eyewitness saw a white fiat on Diane, Princess Diana's car. Now, several eyewitnesses came forward and spoke and gave statements of the things that they saw at different times. And the woman that was running the French investigation said, we didn't have anything to corroborate that. We couldn't find anyone to back up the story, so we, we, we can't use it. What the the friend uh, the very the best friend of Andre Paul spoke in the interview and he said he wasn't a drunk he didn't drink he he would never the amount of alcohol that they said was in his system because he didn't re- rarely drank he would have been on the floor what they suspected because of the flash bulbs they say that a motorcycle cut him off and flashed into the car and that's what distract that's what blinded Henri Paul uh, one of the investigators said it would what it could have been was an industrial strength light that somebody specifically did that at that right time so that they would crash mm-hmm. yeah it's possible yeah I mean, I, mean, I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of possibilities so yeah and like I said, I think that there's been enough out there mm-hmm. and circulated all these years that you can't help. I mean, if that was your mother mm-hmm. with, and you had no closure and there was all this stuff swirling around, yeah, you would totally be constantly wondering. It, it would make the healing process so much harder, getting closer, closure so much harder. That's why he went through the tunnel, because he thought that that maybe would give him some closure. It did confirmed for him that she was dead it it kind of reignited all of that but it definitely reignited some serious pain for him Mm -hmm. you know and you know grief we know grief is sneaky you know as much as he talked about his need to he couldn't 
he couldn't stop feeling guilty about the fact that he didn't cry. He only cried one time, he said. Yeah. When they I lowered her. It took him years and years of therapy. That's when, you know, everybody's talking about his doing mushrooms. And yeah, he did medical treatments mm -hmm. with psychotherapists with these psychedelics, um, which is treatment that, you know, we're Aaron using Rogers more and more. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah, he but Aaron Rodgers just did ayahuasca, yeah, in in Brazil or wherever the hell he was, but Costa Rica or something. <laughs> but there's medical, you know, procedures that are now being done with this to treat PTSD and trauma and anxiety and all kinds of stuff. So that's what he was doing. Now I know, you know, if I hear one more British person say cocaine. I'm going to lose my mind, but right. <laughs> he did cocaine when he was a kid. So did William, you know, when they were teenager, young, you know, twenties, whatever. Um, but that's not what this was. This was to help him, but he said it did help him. And he finally got to a place where he realized I don't have to cry mm -hmm. for my mother to know how much I loved her and how much I miss her. And really what she would want is for me to be happy, not to be crying. Um, but that's, that must've been just, just so hard. I mean, I don't know. You always feel like you're not grieving, right. You know, the right way. I can completely understand that because there's a time in my life where I could not cry over the loss of someone and I would do everything in my power to try to make myself cry. I didn't understand why I couldn't cry. I would force myself to listen to the most masochistic music stuff that would definitely always just set me off nothing and then one day i did and it wouldn't stop so yeah. <laughs> now i tear up all the time so careful what you wish for, wish for. <laughs> <laughs> you know i also want to point out that you know he said it over and over again and i believe it harry did everything he could to try to reach out to his family privately mm -hmm. and every time he tried the conversations were leaked mm -hmm. which okay well if that was his father and his brother then you know or and Kate and Camille Camilla or whatever so that's why he felt like he was forced to come out publicly with this stuff you know and with with these you know, his, his truths and what really has broke down those relationships. And I believe him and not for nothing, but the proof just keeps rolling in. Mm -hmm. So both 60 minutes, Anderson Cooper made an announcement. And then Michael Strahan, I saw not that long ago, they did reach out to the palace mm -hmm. for comment. And what did both of them want? They wanted the full the interview prior to airing. Yes. That's yeah. why. So they can leak it. Yeah, and and hurry up and come up with you know some alternatives, right? And both organizations said, and that's something we never do, right? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, royal family. This is not the British media; it's nope. the American media. <laughs> we play by different rules. We're not beholden to you. You're in Megan's court. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I'm I like, did too. There you go. Just one more. <laughs> to me, proof positive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, we had no problem with that. Uh, can we just see what you got real quick? <laughs> Don't worry, you can trust us. <laughs> just give us the cliff notes. <laughs> We're trustworthy, I swear. <laughs> like, yeah, hell no. Nice try. Yeah, they'd leak that shit all over the place. And I agree with Harry. Silence is betrayal. Mm -hmm. I have said this I before. I've dealt with that. You've dealt with that. 
you know, if you don't come out and speak against it, to me, you're saying it's true. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't step up and defend my wife and say that's enough, if you don't go to the media as the royal family and go, no more, you mm-hmm. back off, or X, Y, and Z is going to happen, you're complicit. I mean, they are complicit. And I'm sorry, even Elizabeth, I think, did not go far enough. No. So so here's the thing. Why does someone always have to have, why do they constantly have to have dirt on someone? Why can't everyone just get along? Because maybe that doesn't sell newspapers. So you have to have, so you have to have this narrative out there that Mm -hmm. someone's doing this and someone's doing that. I mean, back in the day when the kings went out and queens and things like that and did whatever, uh, the princes, it wasn't leaked to the tabloids. I mean, it was, you know, what Charles did was what Charles did. Yeah, he was a playboy because he allegedly went out with all these women. But, I mean, they didn't have to make a deal with the press. And what, what, what kind of worship is that? I mean... I think what has happened is society has changed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, of course. When you look back to like let's say when Elizabeth and Philip were young and Margaret and that whole the the narrative that people were interested in was perfection mm-hmm. and royalty yep. and pretty shiny things Teacups. and yes and tea parties and you know this this illusion of Camelot. wholesome. Yes. Oh, that's the perfect word, Camelot. And what they found over time, and I think it started probably in the 80s, you know, around there with Diana and stuff. And what people wanted was not that. They wanted to see the the downfall mm-hmm. of perfection. They they were into all the, you know, misbehaving and, you know, the rules were changing on society. Mm-hmm. Women started to have more of a voice and you know, I mean, just everything changed and they weren't selling papers and they weren't, you know, you, you have to not just sell it to, for the media to make money, but for the royals to make money, you know, they need tourism. They need people constantly interested. And there are those people that I would consider myself one of these people. I'm interested in the history. I'm interested in seeing the buildings, the castles you know, just where history happened. But there's a lot of other people, you know, new generations coming up that are interested in the other stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. the drama, the the cat fighting, the whatever, you know. So, yeah, I don't, I think they just had to shift, you know, and it was like a quid pro quo between the media and the family. Margaret gave them all, the royal family, a run for their money. I mean, she was worse than Harry ever was or William or any of them. I mean, with the drugs and the drinking and the men mm-hmm. and all of that. So fucking the system. Yeah, constantly. constantly. But they didn't feed her to the press. Philip is rumored to have one affair after another, even into his 80s. Mm-hmm. And it was never reported. No, no, because they had Harry do it, snorting coke in the backfield, losing his virginity. <laughs> be amounted like <laughs> but a lot about harry was leaked mm-hmm. you know and that's i think you know diana harry and when you think about it yeah we it was rare like if you compare the two boys 
I don't, I mean, I remember seeing positive stuff about William, Mm -hmm. you know, and just how handsome he was and all his, you know, his sporting activities and, you know, like, Mm -hmm. but I don't remember hearing a lot of rumors. I do for sure Mm -hmm. remember Mm -mm. the rumor mill around Harry. Yeah. And the thing of it is, is recently the, some of the pictures of William and Kate partying and drunk have resurfaced, have hit the internet, but I don't remember those out at the time. No, I mean, it was, I remember a little bit, but it was still like the angle was, oh, they're like so in love, young college, Yeah. Yeah. Just doing their thing, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and then it's like, Harry, does he have a cocaine, a cocaine problem? (laughs) 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 I just vividly remember that thinking Mm -hmm. for sure he was a party boy and William was just Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. That's what I remember anyway. I love that. The people that say, okay. William doesn't look like this anymore. He needs to start acting like how he looks and they compare the pictures. <laughs> it is quite a shift. It is quite a shift. I mean, he was adorable. The time is not it's another thing he's friend. probably jealous over Harry got the looks <laughs> into his oh, 30s. All of it. Mm-hmm. All of it. I mean, think about it. You've had this freaking, you know, e- even Harry called him his what, mega nemesis or nemesis? Arch, or biggest arch it? nemesis. Yeah. Arch nemesis. There you go. I mean, and beloved brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the the tip for tat. But, you know, you can imagine that the resentment just grows and grows. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's human nature. I think when you're especially in this bubble and constantly being told from the time that you're very young how important you are, you or know. How important you're not. Yes. And, you know. It, the shine is being has been taken away from William mm. quite a bit. I mean, Harry was more likable. He always was. And Megan certainly is, mm-hmm. you know, period. And they, they, none of them like it. I, I even heard, I think he kind of touched on even Camilla and um, Charles. Mm-hmm. There was jealousy there. Yeah you know, of the the narrative being taken away from them and them not being the shiny thing to look at. He also said that initially Charles was smitten with Megan and that he really enjoyed her and he enjoyed how educated she was and the conversations he held with her. It wasn't until Camilla got in his head, went out the window, when the rumors started. Which, where have we seen that before? Yeah, exactly. With his, I mean, you know, she she ruined Charles's marriage to Diana, which I firmly stand by. If she would have let went away, said don't contact me again, I'm going to live my life. Eventually, Charles would have gotten over it. Maybe I I, I don't disagree with that. Listen, you never get over the love of your life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you then learn to accept what's in front of you, rather than how long do I have to be here before I can go hook up with Cammy over there. Yeah, I do believe he would have continued to have affairs, though, because he did. They all do. William has. Yeah. They don't. They don't yeah. bring that to light. I know. There's no 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 talk there. No. <laughs> no media there. <laughs> I mean, the media that we're you know the that kind of stuff that we're getting is I what I've noticed anyway is there's American media that is you know with social media now a lot more can circulate. You don't Mm -hmm. have to just rely on the press of a certain country. Mm -mm. So there's that. But I think the, the people that are friendly towards Harry and Megan 
they're they're on it. They're they're looking for it. <laughs> like they're, they they want to get everything that they can. And so I think we're going to see more and more. Um, yeah. yeah. And it, he, he said that um, I'm looking at my notes really quick. So that was another big thing that he admitted that neither boys, William or Harry wanted his dad to marry Camilla. Mm-hmm. And the thought was, listen, we want you to be happy. You seem happy. What's the point? We don't think this is the right thing to do for our family, for the country, you know, for there. We don't see the purpose behind it. Ultimately, he was he did it anyway um, and they supported him. But there definitely was not a desire there. They didn't like that decision at all. And he felt that the plus side to it could be that she would be less dangerous was his words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That if so, she's happy and she gets what she wants, she'll leave us all alone. And stop leaking things mm-hmm. to help, you know, Build. improve her image. Right. Which I, I fully believe was happening. You know, again, a quid pro quo. You help me and I'll help you. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's just crazy, this game they have to play. I'm like. It really is. It's really like. It, 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 it was funny when, 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 I don't know, was it Anderson Cooper said or was it Michael Strahan that said Game of, Game of Thrones? Yeah, I think it was Michael Strahan. Yeah. And he said, well, I don't watch Game of Thrones, but definitely dragons. Yeah, definitely dragons. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, you know, but the, the sad part to me is that at the end of the day, you're right. They are a family. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that criticize this, well, that's your family. That's your family. Well, why aren't you criticizing the others as much as you're criticizing him? We all, as a world, we saw what was happening to Megan. Right. We saw what the media was doing to her. We saw these horrific headlines that were coming out. And we all noticed, at least I did, that it was crickets mm-hmm. from the palace. Yeah. Silence and- is 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 betrayal yeah so don't sit here and bitch about harry betraying his family his family has betrayed him over and over and over again and it didn't start with megan no but it ended with megan yes it did that was the straw that broke the camel's back for him and honestly i have more respect for a man that stood up for his wife in against the royal that stood up against the royal family for to protect his wife for his wife's reputation which is really why he's doing all of this he wants the world to know it wasn't megan and to go up against some sort of machine give them the middle finger and say i'm out this is my wife i will defend her that's that is the nobility at its finest i mean like Oh my God, chivalry is not dead. It's that's a prince. That's a prince right there. That's the royal prince. That's the guy who should be king. Absolutely. I agree with that so much. I feel the same way. You know, I, I just I mean they were even angry with him. They weren't willing to de- to defend her or protect her. Mm-mm, so no. he did. Yeah. He initially started it with his, his own release. address. Yeah. Yes. And they were pissed at him for mm-hmm. that. And it's like, okay, at what point do we say this is no longer about whatever institutional rules you have and it's about control and whatever you want to call it towards Megan, Mm -hmm. you know, being just pissed off that he would betray his duty, Mm -hmm. you know, which I'd like to remind everyone 
they both were willing to continue on with their duties. Yeah, I was gonna just gonna say they gave it a try. This all of this stuff was going on before the wedding. The royal yeah. family is lucky that he didn't just bounce and say, "Let's go get married in Vegas and take up residence there." You know, it's they gave it a try. They tried. They really tried. They put themselves for years. You know, six years. They until they really had enough. I mean, yeah, that's and even when they. You know, we're going to leave the country. It was still, listen, we want to continue our royal duties. Mm -hmm. But we'll and fund it on our own so that way we're not, it's not public interest. They don't have to cover us. Yeah, exactly. And that wasn't okay either. I mean, it, there was no winning. There was no winning. Do we want to touch really quickly on Nick Vile? Yeah, we can talk about it. What do you think? I don't know. I don't, uh, listen, I don't want to like, it's not like I want to come for him so much specifically. Well, I don't either. Because I, you know. He's a good example of, yes. of some something that bothers me. You know, is just stay in your lane. Yeah. Stay in your fucking lane. I, it, 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 it makes me question, okay, are you just talking badly about them because you want people to follow you and listen to what you have to say because you diagnose everybody else in the world. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's wrong. And it's disingenuous mm -hmm, because yeah, it is. you're trying to tell me that you have any real interest. Well, no, he says it. He mm -hmm. says, I really don't care. Well, then why are you fucking talking and about Why are you it? talking bad about them? Yeah. You don't know these people. You haven't invested any time. And I'm not saying any of us know them, but I'm saying, you haven't invested in their story in there. And he's admitting to that when he talks about it, because it's not like he's ever showed any interest prior mm -hmm. or anything, you know, no, he's so, talking about it to get people to listen to his podcast. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so. All right. Not you that know? we aren't, but Hey, it's what well, we've been talking yeah. about it. And, and, but that's the thing we have a, a shown interest in it. Mm -hmm. over, I mean, we were talking about this from the time we started doing mm -hmm. the podcast together. I mean, it's something that we've shared an interest in Yeah, the Royal family completely. Yeah. It's just, he's one of many, he's not the only one, No, but, and maybe I'm just being a little too protective of them, Well, but you know, I just, it's like, you have no stake in this game at all. Right. It, it just seemed kind of cocky. And like I said, it was disingenuous and for, yeah. you know, for someone. Okay. So for someone who is a 40 year old man dating and living with a 21 year old girl, I would probably not throw the daggers around because mm -hmm. when Scott Disick was doing it, he got called a child molester and a pervert and a whole battery of other things. So why is it okay for Scott Disick, but not Nick Vile to be called those things? I don't like, don't, don't call attention to yourself with the negative press. I mean, people can pick no. Nick apart. Also, he's the first one to admit he's not perfect. And I get it. It's journalism. Everybody has a right to their own opinion. Yeah. But you know, he's carried this on now for quite a few episodes. So it's like, make your point and move on if you're not invested in it. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, to bring it up because it's a hot topic, I get that. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah. even if you're, you know, it, just because we talk about all kinds of things yeah. that we're not really, like, a huge fan of or anything, but it's just the we hot topic, hot we, news. We don't beat them to death. We don't, like, no. Yeah. And my thing is, too, you have, it's like you're just putting your foot into whatever puddle 
is hot for the moment, Mm -hmm. regardless of if it has anything to do with your brand, your, you know, your actual interests, you know, uh, what did, I don't know. What did you say that Nick reached out to Megan and never heard from her? No, so I was making the joke because of Pierce Morgan's yeah. beef with Megan because yeah. they went on an actual date. Okay. And I, I don't know if people know about this, so I want to just Megan repeat went out it. with Pierce Morgan? Megan and Pierce Morgan had a date. He's talked about, look it up, look it up. You can see him actually talking about it. They had a drink together. It was not like a huge deal, but it was, he asked her out and she went out with him. Prior to and Harry, then, or shortly, what's the timeline there? Prior to Harry and not that long before Harry. Okay. And then she ghosted his ass. <laughs> like that was it. And he talked about it in a kind of fun way at first, or at least that's the vibe I got. But then he got nastier and nastier yeah. and nastier towards her. Now he is a royalist for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's always been his. And I don't hate Pierce Morgan. I actually over the years there's been times that i enjoyed listening to some of but now he's like gone way too far down the rabbit hole with the royalist stuff and when megan came on board oh boy because that's the thing he was talking kind of sorry i just made a big old noise he was talking kind of like i said funny you know haha yeah i went out with her the girl in suits and then when she got involved with harry oh it was gloves off baby he comes for her hard. She probably went out with him to for for a drink, met him for a drink to be polite. Oh, I'm sure, but like a lot of men, you Which, know, that are rejected. But so my yeah. comment for Nick was, "That's oh. I thought you knew about that." So I I was saying, well, maybe she went on a date with him and then <laughs> never called him. again, ghosted him, <laughs> and so he's pissed. But I liked your point even better. Maybe he tried to reach out to them. Mm-hmm. For the podcast and they rejected him because last week wasn't he singing a different tune no everything i've heard him say about this is it i haven't been paying attention unless i mean i'll go back and look but yeah everything up and let me just say the thing i like about nick because i've said before yeah, he doesn't go with the grain he goes against he doesn't nick doesn't is not afraid to speak his mind no but he's also kind mm-hmm and I I didn't know that he was part of Bachelor. I've said that before. And I just enjoyed his content. And I felt like he was a kind man that, like, was leading with good intention. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when he's giving advice and, you know, things like that. Like, he, he's gone through things in his life and he's trying to actually, you know, help other people. And that's what attracted me to him. You know, so... I don't know. This just wasn't on brand for him, I guess, in my opinion. Yeah. No, it's it's a little bit weird. But yeah. You know, we'll hey. See. We'll see. Yeah. Well, the ride has just begun. I mean, yes. the Netflix special was a pre pre Super Bowl party, basically. It was like the playoffs. Mm-hmm. This these interviews, I mean, in twenty minutes, the full Michael Strahan interview is gonna air. I'm gonna watch it. Um, I'm gonna watch it. And then tomorrow we have the book. I, you know, I know it's the, the book was released in Spain five days ago, which is why there's all these leaks. Oh, okay. But it was funny. I was watching one of the uh, something on TikTok, and it was the bunch of the British people, and they said that you have all these royal reporters, British reporters, going through their Spanish English dictionaries trying to figure out what everything <laughs> is to translate it. And the one guy was talking about. He he actually like liked 
Harry and Meghan. And so I was like siding with them. And he said that he read in the book that Harry's penis got frostbite. And he had, <laughs> yeah. that's direct at William and Kate's wedding. And he said, I, I, he's like, I was going through my translator. He said, so Harry, he said, if, if it's not your penis and it was your thumb, I'm sorry. It was the translation. <laughs> imagine yeah. <laughs> well that's kind of why i said i want to read it yeah because who knows what we're getting i mean I, you know i cannot wait to download that audiobook and i just hope that I, I am not too busy tomorrow at work because i want to listen to it those people yeah. better not fuck with me <laughs> <laughs> i've got important podcast stuff to do yeah i gotta listen to harry's voice <laughs> i know i love that he's gonna be doing the probably audio. come home and rape my husband <laughs> who by the way came home very upset last night why why i am not hiding snacks from you <laughs> oh shit he was he wouldn't talk to me for a couple of minutes and that's rare and i was like i'm sorry i said of everything we've said that's what got him <laughs> real like really like that's what's that that's what's frost your ass over there i, mean, I said <laughs> he said it's just simply not true i go like you don't run your mouth about me and bitch about your old lady to the guys at work he goes that's different it's not on a podcast <laughs> I go, like, well listen I said, would you like me to issue a formal apology? And he said, that would be, that would be very nice. So if you've made it to this part of the podcast, I am issuing a formal apology for thinking that you were hiding the Pringles up where I could not reach them instead of at eye level. I am very sorry to accuse you of such a thing. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Yeah, that that, that, that really hurt his feelings. Ooh. I would not hide food from you. <laughs> <laughs> My husband, however, would be like, "Yep, <laughs> he would own it." He would. I will say, if it was something that I really loved, he wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why it makes it so funny because he hides stuff from us that we don't even care about. Right, but he loves it so much. It's like, what do you think? I'm going to wake up tomorrow and just magically love this thing again? Like, love this thing that I never liked? Yeah, it's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we are going to wrap this up. I will probably do some small minor tweaking and then it will roll. If there's some too much heavy breathing or a, <clears throat> or a hum or a um and too many ums there. It's probably because I'm not doing that big of a job editing this so I can fly out, fly out of the nest tonight. That's awesome. And then we can maybe get some clips up, mm -hmm. too, which I, you know, now that I have my laptop, eventually you'll be able to teach me how to do that so I can help you. I could always walk yeah. you. I could always walk you through it. But yeah. Yeah. Just let me know what you want. What you want. TikTok is loving it. Yeah, they are. People have been listening to our other episodes that are not about Harry and Meghan also. So that makes me feel like people actually like us. So I'm happy about that. Well, I like them too. If this is the way we had to go get them in, hey, why so be it. Yeah. One of my favorite things to talk about. Me too. I mean, I, you know, we, bo we both got up at 5 a.m. for Harry and Meghan's wedding. I mean, nobody mm -hmm. else did, you know, so. I got, I got crumpets. I got, I had tea. I had tea. It was a thing. I bought a teapot. Yes, it was a 
thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had a straight up tea party for one. <laughs> and yes. And if you didn't live an hour away at the time, I would have been at your house having tea with you. Yep. And let me tell you something that went on. Well, really for days, mm-hmm. but the actual wedding, that was hours and hours. That was like the whole day. Yeah. And I, you couldn't peel me away from the TV me either. And I was the same with William and Kate. Me too. Like the, there's nothing has, you know, any of it, all of it and any of it. To me, it's the history and, and why it always makes fun of me because I will sit and watch the funerals and like, you know, when Ashton was, he wasn't born yet. I was pregnant. I was on bed rest and Ronald Reagan died. I mm-hmm. literally hit the man left for work. And when he got home at 11 o'clock at night, I was still on the couch watching the funeral. Yeah. And he's like, you're still watching this. I watched it for days. It's, it's not about, you know, like Phillips and Queen Elizabeth. It's, it's not about the person itself per se, but it's about watching history to me. Absolutely. The other day he says to me, the other Pope died. He said, are you going to call off on Thursday to watch the funeral? I'm like, nah, I don't care about him. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll catch catch the replay on on, uh, YouTube. Clips. (laughs) Well, on that note, thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, head over to our website. I don't know why. Our stuff's there. So, um, Instagram, TikTok, you know where to find us. Give us those likes and follows. Fucker out. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>